At Utility Muffin Labs, we are dedicated to accommodating our consumer clients with uncontrived, austere, generalized, and adequate snack-based comestible muffin provisions for your cafeteria or common staff member gathering areas. We refrain from overt decorative adornment that can foment jobholder chaos and sedition. A saccharine workforce is a productive workforce. Procure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM, or Utility Muffins, all one word, on Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash Utility Muffin Labs. Utility Muffin Labs, think homogenous. You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Welcome Press to NerdWords. My name is Nathan. And I'm Bob. And uh, if you've listened to us before, you're listening to us again. That's exactly what I was thinking. And uh, today we did some Asmite talk, really path of blood talk. Yo, Samini Asmite talk? And um, we did some Giovanni talk earlier in the in the weekend, and uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So welcome. We hope you uh, enjoy being with us. We we enjoy being with you. Yeah, it's uh. So last night, uh, Requiem <laughs> played some played some Requiem. Busted it out. Try it on. Um, I gotta tell you, I love vampire players playing Requiem for the first time. Hmm. Because I love looking at them. Yeah. It's the look in the face where they're like going, you know, where they do something like, I don't want to do that. The masquerade. And I'm like, what masquerade? <laughs> right. No, like, there's still a masquerade, isn't there? Yeah. But who's going to catch you? Oh, dude, the cameras are going to. Ma- nah, man. Right. They're not. You just got to answer to you at the moment. Right. Like learning, learning that game and learning the differences. Like I, I get why there's people who are like, Requiem sucks. Because it's different. It's similar, it's familiar, but it's different. I challenge anyone to chalk up a discussion, turn it into a debate, whatever you want. I want to learn. Instead of you, and it's, 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 it's constructive criticism. Instead of you just saying something shit. Right. It's garbage, man. This is crap. If you can't tell me why it's crap, then you haven't thought about it, Jack. Right. You don't know why it is. It's like you the little baby who put the, you know, the, the green beans in your mouth crushed. You're I like, it's like terrible. It. I don't like it, but you need them vitamins in it. Right. So it's not bad for you. It's just you don't like the taste. And then later on in life, you wonder why you're a vegan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I bet your parents laugh their ass off. I feel the same way about, you know, vampire old can't like Requiem. They don't have what I love in it. I bet they do. Right. But also, like, what is it that you loved? You know, what what is it that you feel like it's missing? Anyways, we're, we're debating with people that don't exist. We're like shouting at the wind. But well, they exist. But like, like last night, well, you were you there when I just challenged it? I, I'm not sure if I was. Long time. That's kind of like in and out. She's near and dear to my heart. That should tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I just don't like it. Can you define it? Mm-hmm. Now we're in a room of ten people. Right. So I get why she didn't want to pursue that discussion there. Maybe she felt I was looking to humiliate or whatever. I'm like, I can come off that way. It's not my goal. I'm actually a profound student of anyone. Like you, ha- That's an opinion, and it's different from everybody else's, right? I- well, here's what I get. Man, I love Requiem. Chirp, chirp, chirp. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll hear, I don't know what it is. I never heard of it. I tried it once a long time ago. Oh, man. Old World of Darkness, though. We don't know that better. New Rules is Requiem. So none of that says I liked it or didn't like it. Right. That's the common. Right? So I'm like, it's awesome. And then you'll have one person. Crap. <laughs> All right. She's that one person. I'm like, can you tell me why? No. Right. I remember a long time ago you saying it was the rules. Why am I learn new rules for basically the same game? Right. And I was like, they're not the same game. She said, are there vampires? And I was like, you got me there. And that's what I mean. I conceded. I was like, you're right. It's right. still just vampires. But it's a different type. It's a different way of looking at them. Um, one of the main concepts of Requiem that I enjoy thoroughly is how they handle immortality. Well, that's weird, Bob. We in the old world <laughs> darkness handle immortality too just fine. What tells wrong with you? Well, it's different, Jeb. <laughs> Here's the key quintessential difference. If you were alive for over a thousand years without sleep, it's my number one problem with Highlander. You would be bug fuck nuts. You think? You'd be insane. I don't give a damn if you were a vampire with a beast. You'd be twice as likely to be insane. Because think about it. You would have done everything ten times over. Right? Right. How many degrees do you think you would have went and got? And then what happens when you're on the up end of the academia and you're smarter than any human alive? Right? Right. I can tell you this much. I know my memory is for shit now. Right. And I'm in my 30s. So, I, I don't know. Do I do I get to take my shit memory with me over into immortality? What's cool about Requiem, they tell you that a vampire's mind is sharp. Right. Because you don't have the chemical imbalances or anything the human brain has to deal with. Right, and you're not, you're not dealing with the de- uh, degradation of your brain. Exactly. Right. It's upgraded. So, you tend to retain a lot of info. But this is where I was like, that's where the insanity comes from. Think about it. Right. If you could recall most information you learned accurately, who the hell is going to understand you? we're gonna ostracize your ass number one good luck having a conversation with that guy number one (laughs) you know you'd be talking to him oh man that ride was great it went up and down and in circles Uh, actually it didn't it just went around rotated twice the reason why it was so exciting was because as you moved a chemical imbalance or you know you like yeah serotonin was jacked your adrenaline matched it it was all the cotton candy you had prior to going on and that's also why summarily you threw up it had less to do with the revolution as much as its poor imbalance of diet Literally, everybody would be like, you're a stick in the mud. Oh, you must be a blast of parties. You're Dr. Letdown. Welcome, Mm -hmm. Dr. Letdown. Let's say you weren't like Dr. Letdown. Take the human aspect out of it. I'm a vampire with a beast, and I'm cool. I have the reins of my power network, and everyone bows and worships me. Yeah. I would love to interview a pharaoh of Egypt. Oh, wait. (laughs) Someone did. You can look this up. Do your little inline look and look up the uh, couple pharaohs, actually. They give insight in what their life was like. And I want you to think about what it would be to wake up and there's a, there's a room full of people who were watching you while you slept. Because you're not just a pharaoh. Pharaoh means you're the god king. Right. Right? That means you're divine. Right? And, in my, and to me, it's the exact translation to how a vampire would be treated by his herd, wouldn't it? Yeah. And yeah. All I think so. Very slept. much. They made sure that if you were shivering while you slept, you got extra clothing. Maybe even two naked bed slaves would climb in to keep you warm. Nothing sexual, unless that's what you wanted. And right. They, and they stayed there. And then, uh, you know, you woke up and you were like, oh, man, I'd love some coffee. And from which era did you wish coffee? <laughs> Here's a selection of beans, my lord. Okay, well, all right. I guess I could I'll try yours. I haven't had this light-colored one before, and you sip it. Oh, this isn't coffee. It's tea. And then that person gets executed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Son of a bitch shouldn't have known as coffee. And I don't want to finish that tea. That's now the death <laughs> tea. You know what I mean? And right. It, that was initially. It says you're getting used to it, right? And then what about that pharaoh is to sit around and go, some nation wants to conquer us. You're safe. You're the God King. The priesthood keeps you away from all that. 
but you got to pro- proclaim thousands dead. It's, it's your whim because of some infraction that you weren't there to see and you don't rightly understand, but you can't seem like you don't. Right. You're the God King. Same shit as an elder vampire to everyone, a prince in a city. I can't admit I'm wrong. Right. And I, I can't show weakness and I sure as shit can't be contrary. Damn. And I also got to be absolute. Yeah. They're the halls of power. Yeah. A thousand years of that. I'm doing crazy shit. Absolutely. I'm painting with my own feces and calling it mud pie drawing. Well, you know, and you get to a point where, you know, obviously the the weight of time starts to tear you down. And like, yeah, the world's full of all kinds of fun stuff to do, but life is fleeting. When life is not fleeting, like how, man, I've been at work overnight and gotten bored to the point where I was like, man, I should start breaking some things. And that turns into hell real quick. Right. It's like I always say, right? Everyone's like, Dungeons Inferno is awesome with the rings and everything else. Like, what's your favorite ring, Bob? Ring of Lust. Which one terrifies you the most? The Ring of Lust? <laughs> Why? Oh, there are things that want to have sex with me the entire time. All the time. The best sex I've ever had. But I never get out. Right. <laughs> how often do you think you can bust a nut? And for how long? And how, how long before that turns painful? Yeah, not long. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's eternity? This is all you're ever going to know. I would hope for insanity, but you don't get that in hell. Strangely, your mind stays sharp. No. Right, right. I I don't want that. Not at all. Like, to change it up. Yeah. You know, I'm just just saying, maybe that's me, my imagination, that's where I see it. Um, uh, Or maybe it's revealing. I'm a lustful kind of guy, but whatever. Uh, Sure. But the point is, anything to excess is too much. Right? You know that. That's that's that. Requiem has a system where it says the older you get, like everyone starts at Gen 1. Right. Same even Gen. Doesn't matter who embraced you. That's what it is. The longer you go awake, the more potent your Gen gets. When it gets to a certain point, you will fall asleep in a torpor and you will sleep off the blood. Right? The older you get, the longer you go in that, in that line, the more likely, like you start being able to feed on anything animals humans it's all nourishment it's all good right but then eventually you can only feed on humans and then the centuries go by and you can only feed on vampires right gets to be pretty scary and once you get up to that whole vampire snacking end you're a pretty potent gen you're also pretty groggy and by pretty groggy you are your beast is wide awake your beast knows what it wants and because what's its parameters wake up feed hunt right sleep he doesn't have a hard life We'll just put it that way. But he's going to get good at it as time goes right. on. And so that beast is showing and warning the sleeve amongst those real elders who need to go to sleep. And everyone sees it. And it's terrifying because they also know you're powerful at this moment. But now you go to sleep. And you're thinking, character's over. Nope. Requiem has a system. That person can start a dynasty. Very cool, right? Because right. when you sleep, while your gen lowers back because your beast is starving, basically. And just, it's going on a diet. <laughs> it's doing the sleep diet. Right. Your memories are also going to be cloudy, forgetting things. You will forget way more than you remember, right? Because you're how long you're you, out. All that time you're sleeping, you know. It's uh, now, it, and and I'll I'll tell you like this: like for me, the big turnoff was the laziness of not wanting to learn a new game, right? You know, and the laziness of going. Well, you know, I'm really used to this, and I'm super nostalgic about it, and it's like the thing that you know, this is what I'm into. <clears throat> sorry this is what i'm into and um you know they they ended the game but i don't have to end the game i can keep playing the game and like duh we still do to this day right 
but I feel like I've not heard any objective, real reasons why people aren't as into Requiem. And that's not to say like Requiem doesn't have its fans. I mean, they have a second edition. So clearly there are people who are playing it. Clearly there are people who are buying the books. But I feel like in the classic world of darkness sort of, you know, ring of trust, it's mostly like, meh, Requiem, meh, it's <laughs> meh. And, 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 you know, you, you really have to look at it and go, okay, well, if Requiem was as popular as they wanted it to be, and if people were as willing to accept this new game, and by new, it's not even new anymore. It's like, f- what, fucking 10 years old? They're on a second edition. Right. Uh, if, if people were as willing to play this game and sit down and enjoy it and, you know, consume all the incredibly well-made books, um, then we wouldn't have this V20. We wouldn't have a fifth edition. Like, that's not, you don't do that on a whim. You do that because, like, your fan base demands it. Right. Like, we want this back. And I feel like if people really kind of, like, gave Requiem a chance and did it objectively instead of just, like, clinging on to their older ideals, they would enjoy it better. Here's the complaints heard about Old World of Darkness and their classic ones, right? I don't like the idea that Cain is the progenitor of all vampires. Mm-hmm. What White Wolf do? In Requiem, it isn't. Right. It could be Dracula was a progenitor, maybe. It could be Longinus was, you know, the soldier who speared the side of Jesus' corpse to make right. sure he was dead. Maybe. Could be any number of things. It could be because you're cursed. It could be because you're part of an ancient Mesopotamian blood cult that worshipped beer a long time ago and <laughs> one of your ancestors drank milk. He's now drinking blood. We don't know why it happened. It's just a curse. Right. We live it. We don't know. Right. It's as simple as that because immortality tends to erase itself. Time's a motherfucker. And people keep, to finish it off, how do you stave it off? You make a diary or a dynasty. A dynasty is a group of vampires who by blood, right? You're my child or I'm your child, however it works out. And usually we have like a couple ghouls, maybe a ghoul family and another child or two. And we combined all our resources and assets. And more importantly, they keep a diary of what we do. Right. You know, of what we've grown and what we've contributed to, to the dynasty for the centuries you've been asleep. So when you wake up, you get to read who you are. And jog that memory of what you accomplished. Doesn't get detailed as far as, well, tonight I met Cindy. Cindy was great. But how long do I really need to keep hunting high school cheerleaders to relive my glory days? <laughs> right? Right. And then moving, you know, moving on. Right. And that's what and that's what it is. You don't get that, but you get, you know, maybe your feeding type. Right. When you wake up, you know, familiar fun things. Um, one of the cool things about a dynasty, and I th- I honestly think they took this from Blade, the movies. Do you remember the bloodbath? Like the I think it was Blade. Whatever, I'll just say it. Someone will tell us what it was. There's some cool vampire movie where the old vampire wakes up from a long sleep, and when he does, he's surrounded by this badass blood pit. Uh-huh. Right? And when he sits up, there's people rubbing him down. His favorite concubine is still around. And she enters in the pit, and he's like, yeah. But he doesn't quite know who he is. And the two people who are awake are conspiring against him. Right. They want what he has, but he woke up, and now they don't get it. And uh, it might have even been Underworld. I, that's why I was like, was it was it Underworld? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I but there's a lot of them. But the point is, is that that concept is in Requiem. There, there's a there's a cool story that could be told there, right? You know, um the the whole first estate, the Invictus they have, the Covenants. Those Covenants were created because it was a group of vampires who went, we got to figure out a way of life. Right. There has to be something. As some reason we're here. Well, let's bond together of similar ideals and make a community and go from there. All right, boom. There's your Covenant. Have a day. Right. And it was, it's simplicity is that, but you're also a monster. 
And that's what's cool too. And it adds to their whole coalition of darkness that they have going on. The new werewolf, the forsaken, the mage, the whatever it is. The ma- <laughs> it was real derogatory, but <laughs> I think it's mage the awakening now I think about it. I don't really remember. Uh, but the fact is, is that they all work in the same world. Whereas Old World of Darkness, like you said, you get the Hong Kong book back in the day. Right. And you're thinking it says a vampire supplement, yet there's only six vampires in the book. Right. And they kind of take a passive uh, position in that book. And really, in, in all honesty, like they don't work together. But, you know, you have like a Hong Kong right. where it's like, no, 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 no. They can all work together. But it's, you know, it's to me. <laughs> It is both simultaneously something I like and something I dislike about Vampire the Masquerade. And that is that it's a world-encompassing kind of, you know, vast conspiracy. Well, let's let's hop in a private jet and fly over to Egypt. And, like, we've played games where, like, I've, I've gone, let's try the globetrotting. And it's actually kind of difficult to reconcile yep. with a vampire. It's really, really difficult to travel as a vampire. And I think Requiem, and now we're seeing, you know, this in the the rumblings of what's going to be in V5, because it makes sense. It's not a globe-trotting game. It is a, you are a prisoner to the city, and you are a king of the city. You know, you, you, it is both a blessing and a curse. You're, you're, you're probably not, you're going to be driving out of, out of state too often. You're certainly not going to be flying. And I don't know if it's the difficulty as much as it's a product of what the game you're running. Right. The stress of the storyteller. Right. It's on, it's a full one city's hard. You're gonna add multiple. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, it's it's very it's it's very, very difficult to do that without like serious planning and because yep. otherwise you're just now you're in Mexico City. Enjoy Mexico City. Like <laughs> and move on. Right. What like but you know, you've given you've really given nothing. You've just verbalized a location. There's techniques to handle that. Yeah. But if, you, if you're one not to, like, bottom line, specific events need to have specific places. Those will always be welcome. But we're talking, you know, if uh, if I'm a super true uber rich player and I feel like I want to go to Morocco, but I'm living in New York, I should be able to hop that flight. Mm-hmm. I own the damn jet. That's not a problem of flight. It's not a problem of flight. It's a problem of the ST going, but I have shit playing in New York. Right, right. I don't want you to go to Morocco. God damn it. You're here. Right, I don't know fucking anything about Morocco. <laughs> Your story's not there. Come back to me in a month when I've read about Morocco, and we'll get to right. it. I'm not going to want Morocco in a month. I'm going to want uh, Marrakesh. Yeah, so... That's cool. Go play um, Anthony Bourdain the Traveling. Right. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> sounds good, right? Uh, but the point is, uh, Reckham does something cool with that. With it being a coalition of darkness, they talk about how it's in you, vampirically, to not leave because there are other predator species around as well. Right. So if you're the prince, it's because you're the greatest threat one way or the other, or you have the strongest coterie that says this is your territory. Then you have werewolves in the Forsaken who aren't necessarily out to kill you. They're trying to defend their territory too with their own agenda. But it fits, right? Then you have the um, Prometheans, which are basically, think Frankenstein? It's a race of those things. Mm-hmm. Not a race of Frankensteins, because they're just one aspect of the Promethean aspect of it. Um, but they exist, and how does that affect the world? But the players, you could have a game in that world of darkness, a different one every month, and not play the same character and still be entertaining because you're affecting different facets of what's going on. Why that is fascinating, as a storyteller, you're able to tell a very mysterious and open plot about a big threat. If you like the whole, um, what are the hit movies, Marvel Marvel movies? Uh, like the Avengers. Yeah. it's all The Avengers is a great one. There's always some big super threat requiring the super team to take down. Right. You could actually tell that storytelling and not be wonky. Right. Because the rules mesh well. 
and have done well. They have their problems. You have your problems. Would you ever know? My favorite thing is to take, as a storyteller, is take a player's character, NPC it, and then hear what they thought of the role play and portrayal of that character when they let go. Right. Every time. And I'm positive it's with every storyteller. Well, and, and I think, too, the important thing to remember is that the game is designed off of the skeleton framework of the world of darkness, right? So with that, when you're able to sit down and design your game and you have this core, you know, set of rules, you have this core set of, of build techniques, and you can just sort of add these add-ons onto that, and kind of make your world mesh better. Like, I feel like the classic world of darkness, for as much as I love it, it is a really incredibly flawed system. You sure. know, it was like, hey, we made vampires, a really great idea. Well, now let's expand. You know, it wasn't designed ground up as like everything working together. Well, we even discovered this looking at first ed, everything mm -hmm. was antagonist. Right. If you had a mummy, it was antagonist. If there was a ghost, it was antagonist. But they were not something players would be playing. Right. Until they thought expansion. Right. They're like, right oh, we so. could get players to play this stuff. Right. And, and some cool methodology to it. And they did. They did a great job with it. Except not everybody's in a groove to that. Right. And it's like I told everybody, Vampire is the most popular, and you owe that to Dracula. Mm-hmm. You know, Nosferatu was a film. Dracula was a film. People have been fascinated with vampires forever. Right. Right? And you're going to say, werewolves do? Not so much. Right. And why? They're not as sexy. <laughs> no I'm dead serious no absolutely you're you're you know, correct sex sells i mean to turn into it and, and it's terrifying when you think of the concept of the wolfman from like how they originally wrote it it's a guy you trusted right it's a, it's a story about betrayal yeah to be out in the woods with someone who's your buddy and he's getting real weird and anxious under a full moon and you're miles from help and then he pulls out a sack of chains and goes look just chain me and run i didn't think it was gonna affect me now but you need to get out of here you need to live what are you talking about and then he turns into a nine-foot-tall juggernaut that's going to hunt you down and eat your heart. Yeah, that would be interesting, but that's not what Werewolf the Apocalypse is at all. Right. But could have been. Right, absolutely could have been. And could have been told from that angle. Probably should have been. Right, and you could have done all that. But they realized no one's going to want to play that. Right? Right. Because people want to be the hero. Right. Where'd they get that from? People played vampire and bitched. It's all about killing your friend. It's too draconian. Mm -hmm. They play werewolf, which is more political. Right. But the players were then allowed not to focus on that. We could play superheroes and take out big baddies while being a werewolf, which is not an evil creature. I, I think, too, that, uh, you know, a big part of, like, you know, the maybe the less successful Requiem, a big part of that can be attributed to the people that play Classic World of Darkness and what they play to get out of the game. And... You know, you have a, ver a very diverse crowd. You have some profound insights about that, too. I, I, I extrapolate way too much on it because I'm, I'm always not wanting to step on toes. Right. Unless I hear you talk. That's the quintessential difference between you and me. Mm -hmm. When it talks about talking about a, a group of people as a whole, I tend to be very polite as possible. Yeah, yeah. You, wanna, you, you don't want to, you know. And, and I don't want to say, like, all vampire players or all werewolf players are like this. But let's be, let's be real about this. Like, we have so many years of experience in and meeting and playing with so many different people from all walks of life that there are some common threads. Yeah. And if you look at those common threads, you'll see like, and it, it's not a bad thing. Like it's an audience and you're going to attract people and that audience is going to play how they want to play. They're going to play in what drives them to play. But werewolf has a kind of stereotypical, like, 
I get to be the badass. I get to be the powerhouse. I get to throw down in combat. And again, I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that's what they are. Like I blame storytellers. Yeah, and and, and I can understand why you would. And it's because well, it is the problem with the storyteller. Whenever you see players running around and just doing whatever, being superheroes with badass powers, unlimited thing, nothing can stop them, and they feel like they could take on the world, and they're giving tons of attitude to new people, that's because the storyteller is allotting bad behavior. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're playing. For every werewolf, there should be somebody going, I, I really just got to stay in the cairn. Right. He's like, why? Last night I went out with my girlfriend, and we saw this movie. I don't know, man. It must be the full moon. I'm an hour and It had to have been what it was. I didn't pay attention. I don't know why. But, you know, she wants to have a kid. Right. And you know what that means. I mean, you guys are the only ones who do know. And then you have them, that theorge who's listening maybe by the fire or that friend who's a philodox or even that kinfolk right. who's just like, I get it, man. Does she know she's kin? Nah, it's kind of an arranged thing. Like, my dad's just hoping we fall in love and we're hitting it off. But, you know, it's, dude, she pissed me off. And before I knew it, I had her, I had her up against the vehicle. She's freaking out. You know, I was shifting. I felt it. I had to go. I had to go and tear out out of there. I don't have the ball city to get up and call her, man, because I don't know what she saw. I don't know what I looked. I can't even really remember right. how I tore through that door. But it's but it's gone. And my landlord called and the police were there. I, I fucked up. Meanwhile, there's your elder buddy who had to go clean up that mess. Right. And you didn't just fuck up her house. You killed her neighbors. She ran to her neighbors for help. And the guy who came out in the hall to tell you to calm down didn't see a guy. Right? <laughs> you had shifted to Glabro. You know, you're <laughs> almost to the war form, Kurnos. And he was flipping the fuck out on seeing you because you're some thing mutated running down the hall after a girl. He came out being a good Samaritan to save her from whatever you right. were. And before you know it, you tore through that whole thing. That's true. That's true. Strangely, you didn't kill the girl. And what you're doing is you're developing a story. Right. 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 You're developing a story. The basis of Werewolf, it's called Rage, right? Right. the whole thing back in the day. Right. Werewolf the Apocalypse. Rage was about it. Right. When you read Rage, the whole reason you can shift, it's all about what you are. Right. And the curse of it literally outlines the curse of it. Nobody wants to deal with that. They well, want to deal with the spirituality. Well, and I think additionally, too, for uh, a lot of people at various times in their lives and, you know, depending on what kind of game they're playing and, and you know, role playing is an escape. Right. Yep. And for a lot of people, it is a power fantasy. It is like I get to make this guy. And I, I can affect change, and I can do it in the basest way possible. And and again, I want to emphasize here: I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm not telling anybody they're wrong for doing this. Then let's put it a different way, because I know you agree with this and what mm-hmm. you're saying right here. When you foster open communication with your storyteller from the players, and you say, "Hey, what do you want to play?" and they're like, "Well, I'm thinking of this trap." No, what are you playing for? Right. Like, what are you looking to get? Oh, I just want to have fun with my friends. Okay. Well, then here's the game we're playing. And then you're like, well, I'm thinking of this concept, that concept. And they all sound like combat. Right. They all sound like winning. You know, and then you kind of hear, because to, to know your community, you're playing your troop. Right. You hear he's having a hard time with stuff or whatever his thing right. is. And he's here a game. And he sets that to the side and he likes playing the hero. Players need to be honest with their storyteller. Right. Right. If they do, we're not psychologists. And that's why I want to stop that. To say, to say like we're <laughs> right. sitting there looking at him and going, oh, you got a power fixation. We don't know that. I have no fucking right. clue if that's how you are. But sure. what I do know is that for some reason, you read the same book I did and came out with five levels of strength, mm-hmm. five levels of stamina, but you call yourself a lawyer. Right. You know, I'm not saying a lawyer can't be the, the literal human Olympic apex, <laughs> but it's never happened. Right. right? It's never happened. I mean, well, I guess Kevin Nash, right? 
Kevin Nash I, is a lawyer, right? I, I don't I don't know that he's a lawyer. I think he went to law school, but uh, okay. So going to law school, we can assume. Yeah, sure. But he also, you know, went on to be a professional wrestler, which right. he was better equipped to. But who knows what his stats would be in the world of sure, darkness, sure. Right? But my point is no less valid, right? And that when you come in, I literally feel if you tell your players, we did this on COC and mm-hmm. we did this a test run. We're gonna interview everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, you're coming in. Here's this, that, and the other, and it's it's literally netted us. So a huge success because they get, well, I'm not going to try those crazy whacked out concepts I thought of while high on weed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like this, okay, these guys are kind of real, but I have some real concepts I couldn't play anywhere else. Right. So I feel comfortable in telling you I wanted to do romance. Hey, I'm a dude who thought it'd be cool to play some chick. Right. Well, and and, and when I say like, uh, like power fantasy, I don't mean like any weird, creepy, you know, I'm not, what I'm saying is like, I might be. And and I, I, we'll, we'll just lay it on the line. Maybe I'm talking from personal experience in life because I've been doing this since 16 years old, right? And from 16 to 36, there's a fucking evolution, right? Yeah, for there sure. is. But when you're 16 years old and you're, you know, you're kind of like on the outside of, you know, what's popular and, you know, you're weird, you're off kilter, you're a freak, right? Well, I want to go to a place where I can be in charge of something. I want to go to a place where I can throw my weight around a little bit because I don't have that in my life. And again, talking about me here, that's all I'm doing. Well, you know, I go, look, now I can take this fake thing and I can attribute my personality to it and I can fuck people up. I can, I can whoop ass. I could be a hero. I could be just a black and white ass kicker because here I'm making it all up. And that's fine. Because you're role playing and you're trying to get that that sense of enjoyment out of it, but eventually, you need to either go, all right, well, this is just a fantasy world, and I'm not gaining anything out of this. I'm just kind of recycling the same one dimensional concept to like fulfill my needs, or I'm gonna like actually grow as a player, grow as a person, you know, mature, adapt to like why are you here, right? Why are you playing this game? Are you just playing it for 20 years to fucking kick ass? Like, then maybe, man, go, you know, go go learn a martial art, right, <laughs> you know, sure, sure. get some real power in your life, but then play this as your hobby. Enjoy it. Play a three-dimensional character because you wouldn't be here to begin with if there wasn't some degree of creativity, right? You're attracted to it because it is a fantasy, but it allows you to use your imagination. So use your imagination. You know, I have no ability to have that thought process that you just did right there. What do you mean? I never even thought of it like that. <laughs> well, well, the, I thought of role playing like a board game. Well, where it, I got the book, there were the rules. I'm willing to serve my role and perhaps, game. perhaps at the end of the day, you have a healthier mind. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not judging. Right, it's just like right. for me, it was fascinating to hear you talk like that. I was like, oh wow, well, maybe yeah. if people do think like that. Yeah, the disconnect. For, and 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 you know, for a lot of people, it is a form of escapism. Like life sucks, and life sucks for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. You know, life is just not generally friendly to most people. Life sucks, so play a monster. Right, people are weird. No, absolutely. But but if you think about it like this, for a lot of people, it gives them the opportunity to confront this the feelings that they have and confront the you know maybe the rage that they have inside, the hate that they have inside the shit that they've been dealing with it it gives them an outlet to act those out to portray those without hurting anybody you know without actually acting in a violent way without actually lashing out on somebody or or you know causing them pain this does make sense the high prevalence of gamers dating gamers 
<laughs> well, you know, like attracts like. Well, it's weird. Eteric's weird because, like, you know, what I'm talking. It's true that that high, like someone one of one or both are highly successful, but in very weird, often cross purpose ways, mm-hmm. eventually end up dating because they pick the right character. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I know you've seen right, it. and and again, like you know, I I feel like looking at you, you know, as long as I've known you, I feel like all in all, you've always been a pretty like put together you know, pretty straightforward guy. You know yourself. I've never seen you as the type of person who plays a game as an escape. To me, I've always seen you as, I'm a creative person. I want to tell a story. I love the genre. And this is why I'm presenting it to people. Very much so. But as someone who spent most of his time being a player and kind of like being in the trenches, like you find here are people that might be socially awkward, like might not have the ability to normally come out of their shell. And because they can wear this mask of a character, they get to express themselves in a way they wouldn't normally be comfortable with doing. My whole life I've been a big guy, though. Like, I can, I can relate to that. Because I can tell you that, oh, huh. I'll put this in not pity party fashion because that's not what I'm doing. Need your mic by your mouth. There I'll you go. put this Thank in non pity party fashion because that's not what I'm doing. Uh, what I'm saying is that being a big guy, I learned to love myself real quick because I learned that I'm like three times the size of a normal dude. Right. Right. And to any woman, that's terrifying. Right. Usually the bigger the guy, the less I want to deal with him. Right. People got tempers. They know where relationships go. Well, folks think like that. And I've often been warmed that women think like that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be me. Love yeah. me or hate me. Yeah, absolutely. So that means I can't be a bullshitter. Right. Because, you know, when I'm going to add dishonesty to it. Right. Right. So when I play game, I feel that's where I can be Captain Dishonest. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and that's so, and that's so what it provides here. to you, right? Right, that I can get there and I can be these villains, right? And play these roles without bringing that drama to my life, right? Because here is where it's acceptable, and I could be entertaining, and this could be exactly. Good. And it, it basically, what you're saying is exactly what I'm saying, but yes. but you know, so, so we talk about like people meeting in the confines of the game, and you know, end up dating. Well, again, weird attracts weird, like attracts like. You're you're going to you know you're going to have that that situation a lot. I have an example. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that when I first met you, I was dating a girl in particular, mm-hmm. right? And do you remember how mad she got to learn that I was different out of game than when I was in game? I don't because I um, the person you were dating at the time. Um, I remember when we first met, right? And I remember like a couple of times there were like interactions. Like we didn't really talk. Like you were just a guy that was there, right? But. Um, I just remember her getting her and I arguing a lot because uh, I, at the time, was very much like, "Nope, I read the book. This is exactly what the book says. There's no deviation from it. Go fuck right. yourself." And she was like, "No, that's stupid." And and honestly, in retrospect, the logic is not lost on me. Like there is no reason why uh, a caitiff should have like mitosaria. Right, right, right. <laughs> there isn't. But the. Uh, but the point is, I remember when we first met her and I, and we were at a buddy. Well, I can't even call him a buddy. It was an acquaintance's game mm-hmm. at the time. I didn't really know him. And as we're playing it, they're all like getting into drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of walked over and said, hey, no offense. I don't care what you do in your time, but this is my time. Right. I paid my five bucks. We're in the house. That's what the parents asked. Let's not bring bullshit here. Right. And she was like, "You, dude, you're, you're that uncool. I like, are you that much of a cunt? <laughs> And then, you know, I had everybody like, you excuse me? Did you use the C word? You're pieces of shit drags of society to sit here and have an excuse to do drugs by taking a game that already some, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons that leads to Satan worshipers? Right. Now we're all going to be drug dealers because your dumbass can't find a different way to have a good time. Right. This, you're here 
to not be you right and play a character can you put the shit up that will make you definitely not you oh, right that brings the cops and she was like i can't believe you fucking did that but you know what you didn't do get high right i'm not saying i'm bob's the answer <laughs> to no drugs <laughs> and i'm not gonna say i'm into them but i will say i love my edibles bob's my anti-drug that includes shrooms but the point is i was like cool let's just have the game and then what you do on your time is your time cool we play a game like next week we talk and then we're like we go on a date the first time i'm out with her on a date and back then a date was let's go to somewhere not denny's right right we're sitting down at the olive garden you know did my did my stint to get the money to do it and she's there and she had these lofty ideals of who i was yeah right because she's like oh you're that your character that venture is just so and you're just oh my god everyone listens to you and they were looking up to you and then like you were just made primogen isn't that, where did you learn all that stuff and i was like uh the book <laughs> like right <laughs> i love horror films do you like horror films oh no they scare me why the fuck are you playing vampire the masquerade <laughs> you know and she's like why are you so upset with me i was like why are you a wuss <laughs> You'd be terrible because I'm not a just because I don't like what you like, and I was like, this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> you know, I sent it to her, and she starts laughing. She goes, "I just you're just different. Like you're just you're fascinating to me." And I was like, "I'm not fascinating." Well, well, to me you are no, because I could tell that you're literally still looking at me as a venture. Right. I don't have a palisade. You want to come to my house? It is not a palisade. <laughs> there aren't servants, and if you call her one, she will revoke the right of birth that made me. <laughs> Okay, don't do it. It's really weird to me because I, I know like a lot of these things were happening when, you know, like f for me, I'm like 15, 16, 17 years old and I felt totally well equipped to be out there, you know, whooping it up. Most of the people were like between like 15 years old and, and 25 years old. High end was 25. Like those were the people who were like, okay, those are adults. Like right. they're, they're like, I wouldn't even say those are adults. Cause you know, we thought we were adults at 15 years old. It's like, I'm the shit. I know what I'm doing. I smoke a fucking do whatever I want. Fucking badass. But those are the old guys. Like they just, you know, whatever. They've been doing it for a really long time, which in all actuality isn't true because the game had only been out since 92. It's not like it's, right. you know, I've been gaming since it was in uh beta. Oh, Oh, you, you knew the guys in Georgia. Okay, sure. You did. All right. I believe you. That's why you're running a game in Lombard at the park, you fucking zero. <laughs> but anyways, like at this time in my life, if I went to a game and there were like 16-year-olds there, I would not be cool with playing in that game. No. I would not at all. Well, it let me take that back. I disagree. I'm mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. Because if they can maturely handle the rules and understand the concepts and have accepted it. If. Okay. Right. <laughs> the moment I see a 16-year-old not right. accepting it or understanding it or taking something like, what was... Stick in the mud moments. Mm -hmm. Guy plays him out caving and thinks it's funny that he gets rid of babies that were aborted, blends them, and feeds them to people. Right? That mm -hmm. was a great idea. And I was like, nah, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> He's like, what? And I was like, I'm a player. I'm going to kill you tonight. He's like, why? Because you're, you're a disgrace. I don't like your concept. I don't like you very much. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Now, so you mentioned old school, right? Right. Because we can't get in trouble here. But I will let you know that he was big in calling himself Native American. Uh-huh. And he loved to show off the fact that he had dentures because of his long-term meth habit. <laughs> Ring a bell? It does, yes. Okay. So he was the creepy old guy that almost got me to quit game on the spot. Right. Right? And that was the concept he had. And I was like, cool. Well, when I went and killed him, he was like, well, you did one thing no one's ever done. And that's put me in my place. I got to <laughs> shake your hand. And I was like, dude, I metagamed. 
<laughs> I walked up to your haven and said physical challenge off the bat, and I killed you with powers not on my sheet. <laughs> well, some bitch, you outdid me in my own game. Look at my sheet. I don't have the powers I said I did either. I don't even know how they work. <laughs> you know, and that's, I wish I was exaggerating. No, like I wish you were too. That, that tone is kind of the biggest hint is how we talked. And it was like, yo, Sammy Sam in the flesh. Right. I was like, okay, cool. And I learned to avoid him like the plague. Because he would, he would appear at every game. Yeah. Just out of the dark. He says, is that old Bob out there? Heck, that's the one guy that killed me. Son of a bitch of all the people to kill. Like the one, you know. Right. And who am I? I'm 19 trying to avoid the 50-year-old. that what, You're creepy. Yeah. yeah Just, absolutely. It's all in context now you hold yourself. Right. Because I played with people who were like, yeah, dude, I'm an accountant. I play this game. I love playing the violent characters. They're a lot of fun to me. You're a fan of Near Dark? Uh-huh. Yeah, I caught it once. It's cool. Awesome. Uh, my name's Greg. I'm Bob. Cool. All right. Hey, Bob, I got to ask you a rules question. You seem to know some stuff. Inter-healthy friendship. Right. We share hobbies. We talk about hobbies. We move on. Life happens. Right. There's plenty of them, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not as entertaining as your Sammy Sams. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. They, uh, yeah, you, 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 you have to admit, if, and, and this is uh, directed solely at the Vampire LARP community. Vampire LARP. Classic World of Darkness LARP attracts some fucking odd birds. <laughs> odd as if you if you have been playing this game longer than five years, six years, if you played this game while this game was in print, you've met some fucking odd birds. You may have even called them friends for a spell. So I haven't told this in a nerd words, and it just reminded me me and B what we're talking about how we met. It's a long time ago, right? I had an apartment with I live action gamers right and they were mm-hmm. like cool share an apartment i was like i need i don't want to be uh 18 in my mom's house so i'm out. right so you get the lifeguard job you get the blockbuster job you work them both tiptoeing with college as well and i'm in this apartment and i'm with a guy who i can actually funny enough still call zeus because it doesn't actually says his actual name but you know exactly who i'm talking about <laughs> isn't that awesome so I meet him, and he's in his 30s, whatever. He seemed like he was okay, and he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Managing his own place, held it down. And they tell me, they bring make it to do. Bob's a new member of the apartment. Let's show him. Here's the apartment Bob's in. All right, here's your master bedroom. Cool. Right. Bring my stuff in. I'm, I'm like the only one with a bed. <laughs> right? How did I know this? I go grocery shopping and bring groceries home. You learn all the roommate mistakes, right? Right. I bought groceries to fit in an entire fridge in the cupboards, not thinking of the other two who are there. Right. Well, they got to eat and buy food to store it. So I was like, you know what, guys? Eat what you want. It's my bad. Next time I'll ask you, we'll learn to spell. All right, no problem. That translated to they're going to eat every time I put food in there. Every fucking time. Everything, right? Right. So when I make B-Wood, it's at a Denny's, and I'm like, my brain's melting. Because he's noticing that every time there's a game, I'm sitting at Denny's, hella longer than I need to be there. <laughs> I'm reading books in the back. I'm making conversation. And it's not that I was quiet. It's that I had to endure the bullshit at game. Right. And the immense amount of like just disturbed people that hang out. Because back in the day, Denny's was like a graveyard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For the weird and the, and the damaged. Yeah. And so I would be back in that, in that haze. They'd leave me alone. That was the coolest thing. It'd be like, hey, man, I'm cool. I don't know you. I'm just here reading a book. What you reading? You know about vampires? No. Cool. I'm studying. It's cool. Do your thing. Got to be home in three hours to get up and go to work. And I want to go home. Why do I want to go home? Every night was a game yeah. in that apartment. Yeah. Every fucking night. And there would be like 18 to 20 people always over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we'd have random people sleeping on the couches. And there would be people on the floor. This, this is the environment that you don't want to have to pay rent into. 
right. and the live-in. And as you know, it's going to implode. But why I mentioned Zeus was the coup de gras, if you remember. I don't. So this cool girl comes over. This cool gotcha hanging out. Her and I have a friendship. It's cool. And she was crashing on the couch a couple times. Something about distance, whatever. It was her business. And it just seemed to be the thing people were doing. And I was like, I also don't care. Right. You know? And I'm like, cool. I go to sleep. Someone comes running through crying. And I'm like, what the hell? I go walking out. And I, I said, Zeus takes off. He just leaves. Or, I mean, I don't know. What happened? Right. She goes and runs to a buddy of mine. And he comes in. And he goes, Bob, we got to talk, man. And that Zeus dude was jerking off on the couch. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. He's like, yes, he was. No, that didn't happen. Right. Bro, ask her. Like, we were getting heated because I was like, I was innocent. The guy right. in me wanted to admit that nobody, I'm able to spot a creep from a mile off. There was no way at 18 I didn't notice some weird dude fondling himself. Or the br- All right, fine. So I go in a room. I'm like, all right, just tell me what happened. She goes, I walked in and there's this. It was weird. It was like, you know, he was watching a movie or whatever, but I was half asleep. I go back to sleep. There's no movie on. I heard this noise. And she gets graphic as she turned around and just and was shocked to see what right. he's doing. There he is, exposed, doing his business, but towards her. Right. And she's asleep. And I was like, well, I'm going to kill him. Like, I instantly went from hearing that to just like, well, he dies now. Right. And they were like, Bob, you got to get it. I called into work until I'm not going to be in because I'm going to kill him when he walks in the door. Why? I'm Southern raised. There is no discussion. You touched the girl. <laughs> right. She didn't want you to touch her. It was right. under my watch. That's my bad. It's honor demands. You become a shit stain. Right. And it's done. I hate it so much. I must have summoned B-Wood. Like, I was so angry. He must have known. <laughs> oh, man. Moments later, like, literally, like, I'd say within 20 minutes later, he just happened to be a neighbor. And he stops. by. Hey, Bob, what's going on? You want to come out to eat? We're going to lunch, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, I tell him. And he's like, well, you're leaving. <laughs> We're not here for this. I'm going to kill this dude. He's like. Wait a second. Let's back it up. She a relative of yours? No. You dating? No. He's just a roommate? Yeah. Cool. You're you're moving out. You're moving in with me. That's exactly how oh. I met you would. <laughs> it was it was the most amazing encounter ever. Oh, wow. And he was like, you gotta leave. Because otherwise, I, and his his quote, you don't look good in orange. Right. He was convinced I was convinced as I'm gonna kill this guy, and there was no doubt in my mind. So that we left all that and like when I'm talking, so I got a quick game. He spent hours convincing me not to stop what I like doing. Right. And I was like, why is everybody got to be weird and broken and jerky and pedophilic and this is crazy shit. I'm done with it. And he's like, that's like five people, dude. <laughs> and he's like, it only seems bad because those five people bullshit you into believing they were something they weren't. And then you, you know, you, you stay around discovered long the enough, truth, right? You're going to see it. And I hated it. But that's why I was like distant. But then I realized something about myself. I'm not a bad person. This game is fun. And I'm real quick to spot a bullshitter. Right. Like almost hey, cool, dude. And then you're done. Why? No one ever wants to work and wake up and look at a dude performing the bat wing. <laughs> so it boils down to you. Nah, and uh, back in the day, like when there were like dozens and dozens and dozens of people playing this game, I feel like it, it was impossible not to encounter those people. You know, right. when you, when there's like over a hundred people, 150 people just in like the suburbs that are like regular players and that fucking everyday game shit. Yep. Like that, that was, I did the same thing with my group in my town every fucking day. I'm not saying it was wrong. Right. But when it's, but when I'm it's just not, saying it's, it ain't that anymore. But you didn't vet people is the thing, right? 
We we didn't vet people at it, all. It was like the the era of love, but for dorks. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> right. have game will travel. Right. It didn't matter. Hey, my buddy games, I brought him over. Great dude I don't know that could be the new David Koresh hiding out from the law. Come in, sit down. Let's right. have a game. No, you didn't you didn't vet anybody. At that time it was very like uh I don't know, um what what's a good term for it? It was very much like Oh, I'm gonna fucking crash on this dude's couch for a week, yeah, and then go ahead, right? And then you know I'm gonna fucking, uh, you know I'm gonna join these guys at Denny's, and then I'm gonna go over here, and you know it's very much like a a traveling Wilburys when it comes down to it. Like you know you're you're, you're a bunch of ramblers, right? A bunch of like teenage ramblers, and yeah, there was like other shit involved in that, drugs and illegal activity, and um, but I think for me. I went to the game and I enjoyed the game, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play the game, right? But I yeah. didn't want to. I didn't want to participate in that all, all that other shit, and because that's that's kind of where I came from, anyways. Was it not the reason you played game? It, it, it was for me, right? You know what I mean? Like everybody wanted to go drink. Everybody right. go spend all this money doing this. Man, let's go score some drugs. Let's go do it. I don't want to do that be, at all. And and the reason why I, I didn't like I didn't want to do that, so I played game. So yeah. I was a gamer. It like I don't you know sure I'll go to a party I'll have you know some fun at a party and do a little drinking. But you and I both are the two people who often get quoted as you look bored as shit being out in a public event, <laughs> right? Drinking and why are we bored as shit? Pete, you need to drink to to be you. Right. It's not something that. Uh, oh, Bob, I'm so nervous around you, but you'll like me when I'm drinking. Yeah, sure, because you can lie and save the alcohol. <laughs> fuck you. That's the first thing out of my mouth is fuck you. Like, right. If you like me, be trustworthy. Be you. For me, all, all a lot of the good things that happen in my life, I can directly attribute to this game. Yep. And it is because this game brought me not only together with a whole lot of fucking weird people, but also a whole lot of great people. You know, uh, some of the best people I've ever known, uh, all of my best friends in some way, shape or form are related to this game. So, you know, we're, we're talking about some dark shit in involving this game. That's... The, the light is way more, you know, there's way more good stuff than bad. I accuse my own mother of, if it weren't for vampires, she wouldn't have had me. <laughs> Her and my dad bonded over Dracula. He's a horror fan, and she liked it. She read the book. Uh-huh. If it weren't for Bram Stoker. Right. Just saying. So, uh, I guess to summarize and wrap up this podcast, thanks, White Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> You had nothing to do with my birth, White Wolf. I just want that to know. That's the last thing I need is to Mark Wright Hagen to go, you know, I'm back with the camp. Why don't you fly out here and call me daddy? <laughs> well, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you found some entertainment to our odd journey down the Vampire the Masquerade road. Thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And we will talk to you again. Bob Ryan Hagen. Next week. <laughs>